0: Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. I'm your host Mr. Bristow and on this pod we discuss the second installment of Foot Player Days, our plans for pre-team of the season and how to not get burnt out playing weekend league. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. All three guests today are three returning guests. We're going to go with the first guest, Jose and Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Always a pleasure to be here, excited to uh, get to talking. Second returning guest is that boy, Anto. Anto, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And our third returning guest is simply DGR. Diego, welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be here, man. I'm excited. So today we're going to begin with the second installment of Foot Player Days. I think, again, the first one was very rushed, and I think we didn't find out until about an hour beforehand that it was coming. And exactly the same thing with this promo too, I think I saw on Twitter. I think it was around about 57 minutes, to be exact, that we knew about it. Obviously, with this one here, though, we had the release of a Foot Encore team. I think they went ahead and released one player from each of the past few promos uh, with the addition of, obviously, Team of the Week, Kimmich 2. But it was an interesting team, in my opinion, anyway. I liked that they added some more players into packs. Although, again, I don't know kind of what your guys' takes are on it, really. a sort of you first, Jose, though. What have you made of the Foot Player Days promo? I... <laughs> It was a nice chance to open a few packs for cheap. Um,
1: to call it a promo feels like it's giving it a lot of credit, considering it's something that we saw. And it's something that we saw maybe a month and a half ago. At the latest, it feels like. So it, it, it feels like a letdown, for one, because it was only a weekend long. Um, it, it feels like it didn't get any sort of hype and that doesn't mean that it needs a loading screen three days before, but something more than just a daily SBC and a few half off packs um, or maybe even the selection of the players in the team to be released. I feel like a a foot free St. Maximum is great, you know, but compare that to a rule breakers Di Maria. I think one clearly rises on top. And I know there are players like the Rule Breakers, Harry Kane. That would have been a great release and a card that I haven't seen too much of, even in drafts. So I think the selection could have been a little more um, high tier, you could say. Um, And additionally, I just find foot players, foot player days rather, as more of a holdover. And I think it was really
0: obvious as to what it was this time whilst they released the player picks as well. Did you try and go through a lot of player picks this weekend or not? I I mainly actually was lucky enough
1: to have viewers who wanted to share play them because none zero of these players fit my team at this point. And I know that my team doesn't necessarily reflect the average for the average uh, consumer, but there was no real need. There was no excitement. These were players that have been released before. So even if, for example, let's say in foot birthday, I get a foot birthday Gunther, um, the German left back, at least that's going to be exciting because it's a new card type. We don't have that. Maybe if there was like two or three exclusive foot player days cards and those were like the jackpot amongst the team, that would be cool. It would at least add some sort of exclusivity that is lost here because at the end of the day, foot free St. Maximin went down God knows how many coins and now what's supposed to be a, a top, top tier card is very accessible, which is great for the casual consumer. But it leaves a lot to be desired for those of us who log in every day.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel bad for anyone who had any of these players in the team as well. Oh I, I genuinely thought they were going to re-release a, another team on Tuesday. I didn't believe they were going to only make it. I mean, what was it a four or five day promo, which seems strange too. But obviously anyone who had any of these players in their team went down dramatically which I think, again, some of these players are good. Obviously, Hazard, Camavinga, Sancho, they're good players. But they are, I wouldn't even say they're behind the power curve because the power curve hasn't really increased this year. But they're just it just seems like a strange promo. And I'd love to know the thinking behind it. I, I like that they've thought like one player from each one, but it just seems strange, really. Anto, I want to move over to you next. What have you made of the kind of the player days promo?
2: Yeah, so pretty much going off what Jose said, I wouldn't really call this a promo. I saw this more as a filler. Um, You know, just a quick uh, cash grab, get us to buy some more packs. And I'm not complaining. I like the half off. Um, Personally, I was opening a couple with coins because you had a good opportunity to actually make some profit on these packs. So um, I thought it was good. I don't know what the rush was for ending it so early. We don't really have much going on until TOTS, so they could have easily extended this. Uh, The re-release cards themselves, I thought were very top heavy. If you're not topping the top three cards, top three, four cards, it gets very, very like watered down. And the cards at the bottom of this so-called promo, they're not really usable at this stage of the game. Um, You don't really see people using Di Maria or cards like that today. I was pretty fortunate though. I packed Kamavinga untradeable and slots perfectly in my team. And I was actually saying before this promo got released that Hazard looked like a great card. It was just super expensive. So, I mean, personally from where I'm looking at it, the top cards were getting dropped in price and hazard was a card i was looking at getting so i was kind of happy to see that um price get dropped down i think it went from 1.2 mil to around 700k um the sbcs were kind of uh watered down as well it was you know it's not a big promo so i, I didn't have big expectations for it i just wish it could have been a little longer that's about it
0: yeah i think i agree with you with that 100 i think obviously Kamavinga is a mad kind of thing that's funny they've made some of these cards more accessible I wouldn't mind a few more players being brought down though. Again, like like a freeze, then belly things like that. Who again? The cards I don't believe they kind of justify that high price. Like a like an Alan freeze, Alan it's the maximum Man. But obviously, with this kind of re-release, they've been brought down a hell of a lot. Diego, what have you made of the of Days promo as well?
3: Uh, I mean, it, it's all just going to be similar things like that have already been talked about. Like when this came out, I think it was a good reflection that I was kind of like, you know, okay like, it doesn't really change my mindset going into it. Cause like Jose had talked about, I mean, if the consistent FIFA player, if you're a top 200, or if you're a gold three, it doesn't matter. Like anyone that's consistently grinding the game out by this point, almost as said, none of these cards are going to fit into any team. Uh, I mean, they released what it's, is it 11 players? Yeah. It's 11 players. And I think genuinely, the only ones like that'll fit into at least a half majority of teams are maybe three or four of them. And that's like, you know, give or take. And I do think this also happens to have like a bad timeline, this foot player days, just because it's literally right after foot birthday. And I think we just we were given amazing SBCs and the player selection that when we got this player days maybe if Foot birthday wasn't that good, maybe we look at this as a little better, but um, I do think the players are behind the curve Um, coming off an amazing promo in my eyes. So it was a little let down and um, ending early. Yeah. Now these next few days is just nothing but people begging for icon packs. So we'll see, but I I thought it was an okay filler of time. Uh, Half price packs are always fun. Like everybody said earlier, um, it it was it was okay. Just I honestly, personally, I didn't even know this happened till after it had came out, and then I saw the team, and like my reaction didn't really change. It just was okay, cool. Let's just keep rocking and rolling. I wasn't really enticed to do eighty one player picks for the sake of packing anyone in this team, other than just like getting fodder and just seeing where
0: we went from there. But yeah, it was all right. It does seem strange as well that they kind of dropped this tray after Foot Birthday 2 again. I think everyone thought the Foot Birthday was the best promo so far. And for it to then go to like a almost a peak of promos to then drop it down significantly to this Foot Player Day seems very strange. I don't know why they wouldn't wait or make it a, a full week-long promo other than kind of a, a market control, which is what the last one was made to do, bring, these, bring the price of fodder down, bring the price of informs down, which... Unfortunately, I had around two million worth of fodder invested, and I think that's gone down quite a lot. So that's why I'm hoping, obviously, that the icon pack or an icon player pick does come. And I think that's what everyone's waiting for, really. Obviously, we have also had the release of three new icon SBCs. Obviously, Pirlo, Sol Campbell and Didier Drogba. Jose, are you planning to do any of these icon SBCs or not? Nope. Uh, <laughs> very simply put,
1: I think these guys uh, I think Pirlo's maybe a little bit behind the curve. He seems more of a fun card to use um, as opposed to a card that you're really going to be gunning towards rinsing all your fodder into in April. Um, Soul Campbell can fit a hole at the back, and I think that's a really usable card. I've enjoyed every version of Soul that I've used. Um, And Drogba, my issue with a striker like Drogba, um, the Stoichkovs, those kinds of icon-level strikers is – at this point, the pace is going to win. At this point, pace is most important. And you're about to approach a promo and team of the season where even a community team of the season striker is going to have honestly godly stats just because it's team of the season. It's a full send for FIFA. So when you look at potentially draining goodness knows how many coins into a, an untradeable Moment Strogba, these team of the season players are most likely going to become quite cheap as the month goes on. And you could get a 96 pace championship striker for 150K, let's say, and then sell him and get your coins back instead of spending all that into Drogba. So with all the icon opportunities that we've had throughout the year, not from SBCs, because I think it's been very disappointing, um, the SBC promo as a whole, but you look at all the icons packs that icon packs that have come out, um, it's not too hard to fit an off-league team of the season in your team at this point, so I just see it as a missed opportunity. If it had come even three weeks earlier, I think it would have had much more impact.
0: That's also the point as well as that these these cards aren't that bad. They've just timed it so wrong, and I think we expect these kind of top-tier cards now, especially being rumored to be around or around two weeks from team of the season for these cards to come out now, like a Pelo. Again, he's around the same price as card in the market. So Campbell's not a bad card, but everyone's running a fullback at centre-back. And Drogba still looks like a decent card, but just, you know, he's going to have an issues with his agility balance. As more of a card if you're a Chelsea fan or a fan of Drogba. You might get him done, but for a person who wants to use meta cards, he's not really the one. We also did have the return of some showdown cards too. We had David Neres and Edin Dzeko, who are facing off in the Europa League. We also did have Tilo Kera versus Talisa, which obviously happened today. Anto, did you get any of these showdown cards done for this past weekend league or not?
2: I did Carer actually. Um, it's a great card. I used him in the past weekend league. I was really hoping to see an upgrade from him, but I think he's still going to be usable either way. I came across a lot of Nerez cards this past weekend too, and he looks absolutely incredible. Um, kind of missed out on that, but at the same time, I'm running Foot Birthday Atoll, which is a very similar card, perhaps better too. So um, I personally thought the showdown cards were pretty good. Uh, there was a lot of hype around that Tolisso card, and I just personally didn't see why. We just had Vidal. We had Renato come out a couple weeks last week. So I think those cards were far better. Of course, more expensive. But I think when it comes to the center mids, and at least this year, FIFA, we have a lot of different cards to choose from. So I didn't really see any need for uh, Tolisso. And then going back to real fast about the uh, the icon selections, I think you brought up a good point. I see a lot of people on Twitter that were justifying these selections that came out. And I think it a lot has to do with the emotional attachment that people have behind these players. Uh, someone like me, I don't really have an emotional attachment with any p- single player, unless maybe their Aguero is like my favorite player personally. So I'll be really excited when we see that end of error card, but as a pure competitive player to see Drogba and Pirlo and those cards come out at this stage in the game, it just doesn't really want, like I don't want to put my fodder into that at all. I would much rather just wait a couple of weeks, like Jose was saying. We have Team of the Season coming out very soon, and those are going to be fantastic cards. Um, I think if these icon selections came out before Foot Birthday, maybe it'd be a, a decent shot. But right now, it's just too expensive, and it's just not the
0: right timing. Yeah, obviously the uh, the meta is of the everyone wants to play for that meta, especially coming in now. Everyone's looking for that kind of end game team. And really, none of these will make anyone's teams. Diego, what's your take on these new Icon SPCs and the of the new showdown cards as well? Are you going to do any of these showdown cards? Uh, it's a little less than
3: two days left on Neres. I 100% want to get this card done. Uh, I think a crazy thing here is the value on the card. I mean, he's coming in at around 160K on both PS and Xbox. And you're looking at a guy that, fits the complete meta of this game i mean the pace is phenomenal the dribbling shooting is there they're all good base stats obviously with the chem style put them on full chem his links aren't terrible either i think Nares was the standout in the showdowns but i'm very happy that ea have come out and just released two showdowns like now we're kind of getting to that point starting since foot birthday where they're kind of starting to push out more of these player SBCs overlapping each other and that's good because now when I go through each page, I'm seeing so many player SBCs, and that's I'm cool with that. Like that's fine. It doesn't matter if I do them or not. I just love the fact that I have all these players to think about when it comes to making new teams. So I am happy with the showdowns, regardless if they were the greatest or not. I think Neres was by far the best player. Care looked usable. Taliso did as well, but with the selection of midfielders, it's nothing that stood out to me. Um, the icons, I mean. Looking at the timing, that's obviously the biggest issue with it. Um, But if you want to genuinely look at each of the SPCs, they don't really have a huge discount mark on them. And that was the whole point of them back in FIFA 19. I mean, they were still expensive, but if you look at the Icon SPCs now, I mean, the only one that I see a genuine discount with is Sol Campbell. And the discount within that one is, is pretty heavy, but if you look at Drogba and Pirlo, they're essentially the same price on the market, not really much of a drop. And my thing is, right, we're taking in the untradeable cards with all the fodder put into it. It's supposed to be technically a discounted SPC because we have to hold on to an untradeable version all year. So um it, the timing hurts. If these were relatively way cheaper, I really couldn't complain as much. I guess the selection is still a thing, but pricing for me just it hurts i I don't plan on doing any of these cards uh drug but just doesn't fit the style this year Campbell's a good player just not really um a discount like I'll go on the market and buy them if I really want to use them because then I, I eventually will probably get tired of the card and I can just send them right back but um yeah it was it was okay I mean we'll we, we'll take the content but I think it's time to up it foot birthday. Listen, they they blew the roof off that promo. Great, but now just kind of start to up it with team of the season two weeks away, where we're ready for the end game cards.
0: It does seem strange as well. I think everyone wants this kind of discount on SPCs because we know we can't recoup any money back from them after as well. So the fact is that again, so Campbell's the only one that has any discount as well. Seems very very strange, especially with tots coming too, because all these icon cars will drop down massively in price as well. People won't really care about a, a Peele or a Campbell. I mean, not that they really do right now, but even more so when they become obviously more attainable and everyone's got these kind of end game or near end game TOTS cards in their teams. Obviously, with red picks, and obviously, with the uh, so I'm, I'm guessing there'll be guaranteed TOTS SPCs every single week for each team. So, again, by the end of the TOTS, everyone's going to have a, a team consisted of a lot of TOTS cards for cheap, too. We are hoping as well, at least myself, that they are going to release a team of the knockout stages promo that could come this Friday a week before the supposed release of TOTS although there hasn't been too much talk about it I know there wasn't one last year but that kind of was a reason because obviously the uh, the European competitions was after TOTS last year anyway but I don't think Tim and knockout stages will be a massive one but it could be again another performance-based promo that might kind of hold the ship over a little bit when we get to TOTS but obviously a few leakers here and there have kind of shown that Friday, the 23rd of April, will be the first release of the Community Tots. And we might see a smaller one, maybe like the, the Saudi League on the Tuesday or at the same time with that promo there. And so I want to start with you first. So are you What are you kind of doing right now to prepare for Team of the Season? So before
2: we even start, I just want to say, if they do decide to release this knockout stage, try not to fall into the trap of throwing everything you have into these, whether it be SBCs, PACs, I think it's not smart at all. I personally, to prepare for team of the season, I'm going to be spamming drafts nonstop. I'm going to try to get at least three done a day, take those packs and just keep saving and putting everything aside and just waiting for team of the season to come out. I made the mistake my first time playing ultimate team. I think it was team of the knockout stage came out right before I full sent everything I had. I think I maybe got one card, but I was left there just with nothing to open, nothing to do when uh, team of the season came out. So I hope, you guys don't make the same mistake. I wouldn't put too much into it, you know, have a little fun, maybe open one or two packs, but do not full send into it. Just wait for team of the season. The cards are going to be fantastic. And that's personally what I think. So,
0: Are you going to try and do some SPCs as well? Or are you just purely going to try and do a lot of drafts before TOTS?
2: Uh, just purely drafts. Yeah, I think drafts are number one, the most fun game mode in Ultimate Team. I love trying out new cards. And then we're also getting tradable packs. And of course, I'll be doing weekend league, taking those taking my rivalry wards. Um, but I am just committed to doing solely
0: drafts and just waiting it out. Are you also going to try and wait for a certain team within team of the season? Are you going to try and open up straight away when the, uh, the first TOTS team is released? You know, we really got to see.
2: Um, I'm excited to see what the community TOTS is going to be. And even these off leagues that not too many people use, they tend to give us great nations. And I know as far as my team goes, I use a lot of French and German players. I have Bollock in my team as well, which so if they give us a nice German card or French card, uh, no matter the league, I think I could probably fit it in. So we'll have to see what comes out, and if I like what I see, I'm going to rip it right away. If not, we'll just hold. I have no, uh, I'm going to be very smart this year, and I'm going to try to not be impatient and just wait it out if I have to.
0: Oh, sounds good. Diego, are you trying to do the same kind of thing here then? Are you going to try and save up packs from now on?
2: Yeah,
3: I am, and personally, I probably have already decided to skip on community team this season opening. Uh, They do tend to give us a few good players. Uh, I mean, all the cards will be, you know, super stacked, but I think, like, really my play style or to find someone that, like a player that will just fit right into my team, we'd have to get a little bit more specific with the league, most likely probably Prem, uh, Ligoon. But I think definitely I'm skipping community and it gives me an extra week to kind of hold on to packs uh, and decide what I'm going to do. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the draft route, um, trying to complete every player objective that I can tie rated, just have the fodder ready, because I expect for team of the season, the cards are going to be the best cards all year. And on top of that, I think that's when finally EA will kind of start to release some of these better icons for us. And I think here we'll finally start to get some icon player SBCs that make a little bit more sense. So it's all just the big saving for the end game end year team for me. So, yeah, I just do whatever you can in the game to get your tradable packs, um, save your coins, because it'll get to the point where you're going to run out of packs. You're going to run out of fodder. And when you have the big lump of coins after you can just go ahead and just use those because it's the end of the year. I mean, we'll restart in a few months anyway. So I think that's just, it's time to just save for the next probably three weeks.
0: Is there one team of the season you're looking to in particular? Oh yeah, Uh,
3: team of the season, Pedri. I mean, being a Barcelona fan, knowing what that kid's done this season, I'm almost assured he's going to get into team of the season and I've got to try the card. And I've looked at his silver, his agility and balance is already at 88. This kid's dribbling. 99, I already see it. 99 agility, 99 balance. Card's going to be crazy, but yeah, being a fan, that's
0: definitely a card I'm looking to play with. I'm also a little bit nervous. I know you said there that you're expecting these team of the season cards to be the best in the game, but I'm also nervous as well. I know last last you had Summer Heat. and Summer Heat, a lot of these cards were a lot better than these TOTS cards. So I think EA, I hope they don't, but I imagine they will, try and go on the route of kind of watering down a few of these TOTS cards. And then go ahead and release some more juice-up cards. Obviously, we've got the Euros following Team of the Season as well. So, we could have a Euros promo and then some heat after that to try and um, cut the gap between the uh, the FIFA 21 and FIFA 22. So, I'm a little bit nervous. Obviously, another the Team of the Year, they kind of reduce a few stats on cards. So, we could see Team of the Season a little bit lower stats than normal because we could have some bigger cards after. Jose, move on to you next here. What are your plans pre-TOTS?
1: You know, that's actually a really good question. Um, I'm not quite sure for the first time ever. Um, it, I, I think part of it's I've mentally clocked out of Ultimate Team for the time being. I've hit all my goals for the year. I've done what I wanted to do. And now I'm kind of just cruising and I'm, I'm looking ahead and I'm thinking I'm definitely not going to send it into Community Team the season. I'm very blessed to have a team. That is what I would consider a top tier, you know, team, a quote unquote God squad, besides maybe a position or two. Um, so sending it into packs to get one, let's say, center back community team of the season player isn't going to do me much good. Um, which is why I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to save until the Premier League team of the season, just because it's the league I watch the most and the league I enjoy the most. Um, and I'll, I'll full send it there. My next thought is okay, what am I full sending? You know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go and play champs again. I'm gonna get my gold threes and I'm gonna dip out after that. I'll get my rivals points, yada yada. Um, I'm gonna get my untradable packs for this promo, uh, because I don't see myself doing a big league SPC grind or anything like that. And the untradable packs are gonna keep my club stacked. Now, I think there's one thing that people haven't quite talked about yet when it comes to this team of season compared to previous teams of the season and I'm it seems like the root like the uh, pattern and it seems likely that player picks are going to be back for a team of the season player picks stock everybody's club of high-rated fodder so when you get these 90 plus guaranteed uh, team of the season packs or some sort of guaranteed Premier League team of the season SBC um, that that's all that I really need I don't need to absolutely send every single asset into oblivion for the chance of packing a team of the season. Uh, so yunchu who's going to be like a 90 rated. I, I don't need that anymore. So I'd rather just risk it to get the biscuit with these high, high rated players and chill out and enjoy my, my life in the meantime, which
0: feels really weird to
1: say, because that's not my style at
0: all. Obviously I think, with TOTS as well, I think we are, we are getting to a point as well where guys are getting a little bit tired of certain promos. And I think TOTS is the one that it seems, again, everyone knows that Team of the Year is the biggest promo apart from TOTS. But obviously Team of the Year is a promo that not everyone packs a promo card. TOTS is the one that everyone will pack a TOTS card, no matter how good they are. But everyone will pack at least, oh, I'd imagine over 10. If you're playing weekly, you're getting those, weekend, you get in those um, TOTS of red picks, things like that. They can bring out the guaranteed TOTS card, SPC for every single team, potentially even two per team as well. So I think everyone's going to have a, t- a chance to pack some good players. And that's why they do it as well. I think they might increase the pack like a little bit because they want people packing these TOTS cards. If you pack TOTS cards, you'll enjoy playing the game. You want to keep playing it. And obviously last year with Summer Heat, they managed to make a great promo and everyone played the game a lot going into the next FIFA. The past FIFA before that, I know a lot of guys stopped playing early. So they've kind of found a, not a secret kind of thing to do, but they know now that, hang on, if we can release a great promo near the end, we can still keep guys playing the FIFA all the way until the end. There hasn't got to be a down period every single time. But Jose, is there one TOTS card that you're looking forward to in particular?
1: Yes. And I think this is going to be no surprise to anybody. Team of the season, Hakimi, is going to descend from the heavens and bless my club He's going to be the best player to ever feature in a FIFA title. He's going to absolutely obliterate everybody. 99 pace, two-star weak foot to the moon. It's going to be amazing, and I promise you that will be the best card in this game. And I'm so ready for it. And saying this, I know he's going to somehow get excluded from the team of the season, and I'm going to look like an idiot again. But I'm telling you, buy wants to watch Akimi. Just,
0: just play with him. Put him oh. at DM. Put him right back. Just enjoy life. I was a little surprised, and I thought you were going to say Saka for a little bit. Actually, who Saka? Who? Bukayo Saka. Hakimi. Hakimi, above all. Here's Hakimi. Here's Arsenal Football Club in my heart. I'm telling you. And if you obviously guys listen to the podcast, you can't see it, but Jose put Hakimi a lot higher than Arsenal there. (laughs) A lot, a lot. Anto, I didn't go. Didn't forgot to ask you, Anto, is there any? tot's card you're looking forward to in particular as well yeah personally i would say uh ilkay
2: Gundogan. uh that guy german links perfect for my team also you know i'm a man city fan so i have bias but they give him a nice pace boost obviously um his player of the month card no one really liked it because there's no pace but this is a team of the season card they're going to make massive boosts he's already got great passing great dribbling shooting's nice uh, it's going to be a really really well-rounded card and i could definitely see myself using him so i am most looking forward to seeing that hopefully they don't mess it up we'll see
0: one thing with him as well i think he's in with a shout for the player of the year as well potentially imagine so if that he does get player quick. of the year he'll get a big boost um and obviously i think he's is he four star four star as well gonna so i think he is i'm pretty sure yeah so this could yep. be a tasty card obviously with the the likes of there's a lot of good german cards as well obviously lincoln win the Bundesliga. obviously got the uh, the team of the Kimmich. Football, they've always got guys like that too. And also, shout out to Schwartzy for the question there with uh, the Tots cards that we're looking forward to most. I want to move on to the discussion topic today. We're going to talk about how not to get burnt out playing Weekend League. I know a lot of us try and play Weekend League every single weekend, and I know everyone likes to say, oh, I'm going to skip Weekend League this weekend, I'm not going to play. And I think it kind of turns into a. Uh, inter-community thing, I think everyone kind of has that fear of missing out on the rewards and red picks, even though we're getting to a point now where we know that rewards aren't really worth it, and I think for those guys who have played FIFA for a long time, you know that it's very, very slim to get a red pick that's going to be in your team. I know, speaking from my own personal experience, I've not packed a single red pick this year that I've played in my team, and it is tough for a lot of guys, even those guys who get the Elite Ones, the Elite Twos, who obviously get more red picks and things like that, and who should get better rewards. And even those guys don't get the rewards they deserve. So it can be tough. And I think very, I mean, it crushes your morale a little bit. You don't kind of think, why do I play weekend league when I don't get anything good in return? But it also comes down to the fact that I think everyone's playing weekend league. And if your mates are playing it, they'll ask you, hey, like, what did you get this weekend? What's your record? Things like that. And this comes to the fact that I think people play it because their friends are playing it too. And they kind of miss out on that kind of like, the, the talk about weekend league. I know, Jose, I know you've had a tough time recently with Weekend League. But, Jose, would you say you've been burnt out from Weekend League? What What are your kind of thoughts on Weekend League currently right now?
1: 100%. I mean, when you look at specifically from a content creator angle and specifically from our perspectives, you know, we either are in school or we have full-time jobs or sometimes a bit of both. And then you're also juggling what's in reality another job when you look at the time commitment. For streaming you know most of us put in over 100 hours a month into streaming and i don't know about you guys but i'm not able to fit 30 games a weekend league into my streaming schedule and also interact with viewers and also have fun and do the things i want to do so what that leaves is a weekend full of stress and unengaging gameplay and it leads to me pushing a lot of my real life responsibilities away or neglecting them to the point where during the week or on my day off, I'm caught catching up on things that take precedent over a video game. And so, and as far as what the solution for this is, I do not know. Um, a Very simple answer is work-life balance. And that's, not something that maybe EA can't fix this aspect of the game. So long as the gameplay is the way it is, but I don't want to think of the weekend as, okay, I got to miss this game in the premier league or in the Syria. So I can play this game of champs and I can eat on my break and then catch this sidemen video. So I can talk about it with chat while I'm in this foot champs game. And Oh no, I just conceded three goals because I was trying to catch up with what's going on with my family. We're human beings. And 30 games every weekend, that's 20 minutes or 12 to 15-ish minutes a game, let's say, plus the mental breaks required in between. It, it, it's very time consuming. And I I was worried taking this past weekend off that my views were gonna drop, that I wasn't gonna be able to provide engaging content. And it was one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. And so if you're thinking, man, I'm gonna miss out on saving packs for team of the season, or I'm not gonna be able to stream good content if I'm not playing these games, or I won't get a good clip if I'm not raging. Or if you're just a viewer at home and you don't stream and you just feel that your club is not gonna be as competitive as someone else's nobody else's club matters but your own. You know, your experience with the game is unique to you and it's not going to change because you saved yourself from 30 games of frustrating gameplay. And if you either enjoy the game, more power to you. Play those games if you're having fun. But it it hurts to see so many people say, oh, I broke this controller because I threw it at the wall because I was angry because I can see it in the 90th minute. This game doesn't have to be that. And I took a weekend off and packed my first ever icon. Use In a 100K pack with coins. There's other ways to have fun. And for the content creators, there's other ways to provide content that you deem worth it. You are the content. You don't have to worry about what you're providing with this game. And I feel like we can remove that toxicity from Weekend League one piece at a time. Sometimes all you have to do is remove yourself from the equation. And I, I, that's my message for everybody. Sorry to get on a uh,
0: soapbox, but
1: it, it was a great time not playing Weekend League. I recommend it for everybody.
0: Are you going to go back to playing Weekend League in the foreseeable future or not? This weekend. (laughs) But tell you what, I'm doing that because I'm
1: looking forward to playing the game again. I took my break. I relaxed. I was able to take that step back and say, hey, the game sucks, and I still want to play it. I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm going to have my fun, get my packs for team the season, and chill out, and if I get mad, I'll stop at bronze three because I stopped at bronze zero. And I got the best packs I've ever pulled, just from SPCs. So it's not a necessary game mode to have fun.
0: But we also cannot guarantee that if you miss out on weekly, that you'll pack an icon. Jose is one of the lucky few. So if you don't play weekend <laughs> league, I, Jose and she'll guarantee you
1: four Icon. Okay, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs>
0: And if you if you don't pack an icon not playing weekly league, Jose's DMs are open if you do want to direct some messages his way. But I do think it's a great I do think it's a great point there as well, though, that it's sometimes nice to have a weekend off from weekly. I think I cannot remember the last time, last weekend, I did not play weekly. league, but obviously it it must have been a nice weekend off for you to want to get back to it now. But definitely, obviously, we can speak as content creators and guys who are going to stream no matter what. You've got guys out there obviously with kind of lockdown kind of getting like kind of coming away now you can go out more see people things like that is do you really want to be spending the probably the the 10 to 12 hours over a Friday Saturday and Sunday stuck inside playing a a game that you might not always enjoy and you're playing it for what to come on a Thursday and it's just that anticipation then and it's a a constant merry-go-round of you playing on the weekend spending that many hours on the game getting to Thursday being disappointed then getting to Friday in the weekend league and going again. And for a lot of guys, they they don't take a step back and look that, hey, like, I've played this many weekend leagues. What if I got the show for it, really? And obviously you see everyone on Twitter complaining about rewards, things like that, and uh, how do you put promo promo cards in these rewards. But people still play weekend league every weekend. I think you basically got to realize why you play weekend league, in all honesty. For me, I've got to a point now where I find that I'm not playing weekend league for the rewards because I know the rewards aren't worth it. I played so many so many weekend leagues that I know for me is that, hey, it doesn't matter what I pack from this from a gold three to gold one, but I want to prove to myself that I'm a gold one player. I'm an elite three player. And hey, I might bottle gold one two times out of God knows how long. Um, but it's is one of them that you want to prove to yourself you're that kind of that rank, regardless of what you get in rewards as well. So, I, I mean, for me, I play it to get to a certain point, regardless of my rewards. But I think a lot of people don't do it for that. They play it for the reward solely. And when it doesn't come out, when it doesn't work for them, they're kind of left thinking, like, well, why do I still play? it? And they'll still play it no matter what. If you can get I think to you're point, a good you know. player. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate that. <laughs> 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 um, it means a lot coming from you.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, some of us can't, uh, you know, experience what it's like to hit the upper echelons of Gold One every weekend. But... You'll get there,
0: and we are going to move on to <laughs> two guys, the two other guys here who are both verified players. Diego, I want to go with you first. But what 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 do you kind of find with weekend league? Do you think you ever get burnt out playing weekend league or not?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I I think the first time I've really hit the burnout from weekend league is this year. Um, I didn't really have the issue last year. Uh, I think I, I got real burnt out at the at the idea of. The goal last year was elite one and we did that and it's been top 200 this year and I haven't been able to break it at all, but I hit my elite one, the second weekend league of the year and just not being able to like replicate that level of gameplay. Like I'm always looking to try and improve, try and like stay consistently up there, but it's difficult with all the other things I can't control with like matchmaking gameplay, all that stuff and just like how good I can be one day. Um, it, It has burnt me out not being able to, calmly reach the ranks I want to reach. Uh, and I think what Jose said, like the idea that he he took this break from foot champs and it was amazing. And he literally did it for one weekend and he's already planning on going back. I mean, sometimes that's like, that little break will do so much for someone. And for me, my break this year was whenever the packing and the idea of starting to save up for team of the year became a thing. I really wanted to go all out for team of the year, but I wanted to save myself as well. So basically for about a month and a half leading up to team of the year, I stopped at gold one every week just to claim the 200K packs. And that was just like amazing knowing that like we hit the goal early. I I saved a lot of energy, the packs like for for the, listen I'm, I'm not saying anything about gold one man i'm Stop, not
0: stopping at gold one like it's in
3: <laughs> everybody's in here smiling listen listen what's it like i'm, I'm just recalling my experiences but it, it genuinely did take this this whole like my mindset of like having to finish at the very top and just i kind of like finally got to sit back and just play the game and i would take an awful loss there and i'm like oh well you know like At this point, I don't care. I just need the packs. It is what it is. Like The mindset change from being super locked in, hitting these top 200s, making sure my skill combos are coming off. How am I defending? How am I this? It just kind of finally getting to sit back a little bit, enjoy myself. It let me refresh. And then once Team of the Year ended and I started kicking the gear again, it kind of like gave me this new engine to kind of like, okay, well, since I stopped so many times here, I've got to be able to just immediately make the jump again. Um, so I definitely think breaks and putting down a weekend league even one weekend is goes so far into making the game enjoyable because I definitely don't play for the rewards. Uh, like everybody knows the reward system and I've gotten it past my head that I'm not playing for rewards anymore. I'm just kind of playing for like self-improvement and just to seeing the things I can do and how I can be better at the game to try and show others or like see if I can make the game easier for some people that sometimes can't get it explained to them or not easily as well. But uh, also a big thing, especially recently, I've gotten it in my chat, um, start using different players, start using different teams. I think that brings the liking back in. Um, it kind of sucked too. Cause I had an untradable team for about for, like for about three, four weeks straight. And this past weekend was the first weekend I changed the team for a while because of Foot Birthday. And I got Renato Sanchez and Vidal into the team, and I bought Foot Birthday at all. And just the complete switch-up of it kind of gave me this, this new fire. Uh, I didn't get to finish Weekend League, but this past weekend was the most fun I had in probably about over a, a month and a half of playing Weekend League, two months. And I, I, I didn't think about my coins. I didn't think about, you know, like – Oh, I, I I don't know how we're going to do whatever. I just was like, uh, so many people arguing over the whole foot birthday, Renato foot birthday Vidal. I was like, you know what? My team stayed the same way. I don't know who to get. I'm just going to get them both and I'm going to find a way to play them. And I'm just going to let it rock and roll. Cause I know these cards have to be amazing and they, they were phenomenal. They're, they're both amazing cards. I don't think it's one greater than the other. They're played differently. And it completely changed everything this past weekend. I had so much fun. Um, I, I wasn't rushing to finish games. I wasn't like, okay, I got to hit the elite. I, I ran out of time, but I I could care less. Um, I had so much fun using these new cards, reviewing them, uh, having so much fun. I, I, started, I started going away from the whole locking into just like winning the game to where when I kind of got a little lead, I started going on some skill runs from midfield and – taking 50 yarders that are, you know, are going to get blocked by the back line AI, but I just, I, I just kind of started to let loose and have fun. And I think that's just the thing for you. If, if it's changing teams, if it's taking a break um, just do whatever. And especially leading into the end of the year, my advice to a lot of people who ask me in my chat, when you ask me, yo, should I try this new promo card or Varon? Or should I try this new promo card, or Mendy, or Neymar, or this new promo card? Go, go with the new promo card. I mean, the game's almost over. Um, enjoy it now. You've gotten to use this card all year. If you want to keep using that card, fine. But give it, give the promo card a try. If you don't like him, guess what? You can sell him. That's the beauty of this game. There's so many cards to try, and they always ask me, like, do you think he'll be worth it? I never use a card, but what, like, what's the worst that can happen? You don't like him, you sell him, right? Uh, definitely trying different teams. That's what brought back my liking for it, and I, I am a little sad that I didn't get to finish weekendly because I felt like I could have taken on anybody. But I'm like really excited for this weekend, which I have not been able to say that for about
0: the past two months. But looking forward to this weekend. Yep. And definitely with the the trying new players too. I think it's a massive thing because again, everyone knows that likes of Varane and Mendy are still good, but the fact is if you use the same players for so many weekends in a row that's going to add to you kind of getting bored of the game as well. I know not everyone can afford to change a team up every single weekend, but even with trying a new team out, trying something different, but you've also got to have the back of your mind as well is that don't put expectations on yourself as well. The reality is a lot of people can't enjoy FIFA or Weekend League unless they're winning a lot of games or reaching a certain rank. Again, for myself, when I would play Weekend League and not get to goal one, I, I would be so annoyed from that weekend but next weekend I want to try and better that. But I know a lot of people as well say guys who kind of can't get to a gold three, character silver one, and they get fed up with a weekend league. Again, you have just got to change your mindset from it. And I know it's easy said than done, but I think a lot more people now are kind of making FIFA too competitive for what it is. And you just got to remember is that why did you pick up FIFA in the first place? You you've got to realize is that you if you want to have fun playing with it. You can't put too much pressure on yourself. And even for, even for myself as well, you've got to realize is that you're spending at least 10 to 12 hours a week in if you're playing 30 games. And you're either wasting that time or you're putting it to good use. And if you're really playing 10 hours of a game that you're not enjoying, why are you playing it? In all honesty, no one's making you play it.
3: I mean, like, we we need to, to realize and let people know again. Uh, the quick comment, uh, it's not normal to try and fit 30 competitive FIFA games in a weekend. It's very difficult because like people have lives going on there. There's obviously things going on for people. So I feel like a lot of people have felt like, you know, it's normal to try and play these 30 games and, and I've got to find a way to fit them because everyone can. And, and I only hit this rank, like it's not good. And like, I I personally think reaching gold three, isn't like something that's easy. Like, I I don't think it is for a lot of the, uh, even the average, maybe sometimes above that. I mean, because there's so many things that go into the game that you can't control. I mean, some guys have the idea of like, hey, I don't want to use the, the bridges, the directional nutmegs. I'm not going to play that, as some people say, the sweaty FIFA. And that's fine. And it'll be a lot more difficult for them. And you can play the game however you want. No one's going to tell you how to play the game. But you playing a certain way can affect your results. And regardless of what you do, there's still plenty of other factors involving matchmaking, gameplay, uh, disconnects, uh, internet, like all that stuff that I think there's so much to think about when you're trying to place yourself among these ranks on weekend league that I wouldn't necessarily look at, I finished goal three. I finished goal two. Like I'm awful. Like I, this is too hard. Like, no, I mean, I give credit honestly to anyone that can sit and play 30 weekend league games and not completely drain themselves. Cause it's, it's tiring. It's not normal. And I don't, I hope nobody feels like this is something that should be easy to do. Cause it's, it's not.
0: And that's the other thing too, it's almost become the norm now. Weekend League used to be a competition on the weekend for the best of the best to play every single weekend. And now you feel like if you're not playing Weekend League, you're missing out on rewards every single week. Or if your friends are playing it too, you're the one missing out. And I I can't imagine, I can't remember, I don't know how I used to play 40 games of Weekend League every single weekend to get those rewards. I mean, I went to extreme lengths to make sure I got all 40 games in on a weekend. And going back then and thinking now, like, how the hell did I fit 40 games in a weekend, let alone thirty right now. And it's tough, I think. Definitely, I don't think you should feel forced to play it. But also I think now we are getting to a point kind of too that if you aren't playing it, you do feel like you are missing out on the rewards. But also if people spend FIFA points on and you're not putting FIFA points on, then how else do you get packs and how else are you gonna improve your team? So I do get it both ways. I get the whole like you need the rewards, but also it can be tough. Um Can I also add
1: that, and it's really quickly, I I feel like that's why we're seeing wonderful content creators focusing on trading and on menu grinding, finding more and more success. Um, Because the answer to that question is, if someone's loading FIFA points and you're not, you got to outsmart the system. Instead of spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours grinding champs for the chance to get something mediocre by trading bronze pack method, it, it, my dearest of friends, Teddy, always talks about the 10 20, 30 method. God knows what that is, but he makes millions of coins doing that. And even I know what it is, or, or well, what it's called. <laughs> it just goes to show the power of it and the fact that people are looking for that kind of content. And guys,
0: we can outsmart the system, we can still have fun with the game. And who knows? It's if you spent half the time playing weekend league. Trading, who knows if you can get more coins through that as well. We are going to move on to our other verified player on the podcast as well, Anto. What's been your kind of experience of weekly week this year? And have you ever felt burnt out throughout the whole year?
2: I would be lying if I said I didn't get burnt out. I think you can ask a hundred people, and everyone should say that they've been burnt out at least one time in their cycle of FIFA. So for me, in the way it worked with me, um, in December I got verified. I hit elite one. Everything was great. We had like a nice little celebration stuff. Then the day after you think to yourself, like, now what, what am I supposed to do? I hit the goal I wanted to do. So it was kind of like just going through the motions each weekend after that, taking my reward, gold one, elite three, and just keep moving from there. And then eventually a couple of weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to uh, go out of town for a while. And that included the weekend. And just like everyone else has said, that was the biggest thing. I had to make a decision in my mind. Do I want to go back? Like, do I want to go back? Is there a feeling of need? Do I want to play FIFA when I get back home or am I fine without it? And I told myself I want to play FIFA and I was dying to play FIFA on that when I was gone and I recognized that. So for me personally, I don't play for the rewards. I know I get nice rewards every weekend. That's nice and all, but that's not why I'm playing. For me, I'm constantly looking for ways to improve my gameplay And obviously foot champs is the most competitive game mode we have. So that's where you're going to find out what are your weaknesses? What can you improve on? And so that's the mindset I use going into weekend leagues. I, I, when I lose a game, obviously I'm upset, but I look at it from the standpoint of what did I do wrong? Not what did EA do wrong? What did I do wrong? What can I improve on for the next game and the next weekend? And it's all about just getting better because we all want to get to the point where we're going 30 and 0 every weekend. That's the dream, obviously. But you have to look at it from what can I do on my side to give me the best possible result. And so I just try to look at it from a competitive standpoint. And I also, I just talk about what's at stake. I don't look at the red picks, but at this stage in the game, I know once Tots is out and I have a ton of packs in my club ready to be open, I'll go back and think to myself, I'm glad I played these weekend leagues. I'm glad I did all this stuff because hopefully it pays out in the end. I know if Todd's came out and I had nothing in my club and I was skipping weekend league every week, I would probably have some regret. So, from a competitive player, and you know, that's how I look at it. I just try to improve every weekend, see what I'm doing wrong. I watch the replays and stuff, and just move from there. Keep going,
0: trying to get better. That's also a big thing too. I think a lot of guys do play weekend league because they do want to get better at FIFA. But a lot of the guys, they always come in and say, "Hey, like I'm a I'm a God three player. I'm a Civil one player." How do I get to the next point? And I think a lot of times you tell them, you tell them ways to improve and they don't, always, they don't always want to put that into kind of work. They don't always put it into motion. They, they kind of get the feedback, say like, well, analyze your gameplay, watch your games back, watch guys on YouTube and things like that. And if you do really want to get better at the game, there's a lot of ways and things to do to get better at the game as well. And just through playing 30 games a week, every single weekend, it won't always work like that. And that's another thing as well, is making sure you're maximising your time on the game too. So you haven't got to sweat 30 games of weekend league to get, to say, a a gold three. I know this year, more than any year, a lot of guys have been stopping early, stopping at 14 wins. And they do save a lot of time and they can kind of play to 14, do it quickly, and then get off the game. But you do obviously get a lot of guys out there too, who will sweat through 30 games of weekend league, just to make sure they can get to that gold three level anyway. But Anto, do you ever find yourself wanting to stop early weekly, week in league or the kind of competitive side of you once you to kind of push on further?
2: Uh, personally, Elite 3 rewards have never paid out for me in the long run. The Elite pack, the Team of the Week pack that you get, has never amounted to anything for me other than three discards. So if we're talking from a money and coin standpoint, I think Gold 1 is far better than Elite 3. So that is always playing in the back of my mind. But like, as I said... I try not to look at it in that way. I kind of just want to play as best as I can, try to get the best record possible. And I mean, for me personally, as a content creator, another thing that helps me not get burnt out is being able to provide viewers with gameplay and tips. There's a lot of people like you were saying, they'll come into my chat, hey, I'm stuck at this rank, how do I get better? And so I kind of take it upon myself to kind of analyze my game while I'm playing and I'm telling them I'm doing this, I'm watching this, I'm looking for these runs all that stuff. and It brings me pleasure to help other people try to, you know, bring the best out of them. So when I hear this person come back and chat and say, Hey, your tactics work. Now I'm a gold three player. Now I'm a gold two player. Like that's what makes me want to keep playing every week and providing the viewers with tips and just trying to help everyone get better. Cause at the end of the day, we we all want the rewards. We all want to get the tops, top stuff. We all want to be good players. So uh, if I can help, then I'll do it for sure.
0: Definitely, obviously, and I think obviously most people do say they do play for rewards, but obviously, weekend league is a good time to kind of see what level you are, and say if you are a silver one player and you want to obviously get better at the game, I think weekend league is a good kind of um, judge of how good you are as as a player sometimes. And if you are obviously improving your finish every single weekend, okay, say from a silver one up to like a gold two, then at least you know you are improving. So I think definitely don't always look for weekend league purely for the rewards is a great way if you do want to get back better game it can show you how you can kind of get there um, but Anto do you believe though do you believe that the weekend league is worth the hassle in the long run or not do you believe rewards are worth it at all rewards uh,
2: probably not if we're talking strictly red picks the red picks are worthless in my opinion it's like hitting a lottery you, mean, you know someone's going to hit the jackpot and that's great and all but the 99% of us it's not going to pay out for us in the long run the packs are nice. Obviously you never know what you're going to get out of those. Nothing's guaranteed with champs. The only thing that's guaranteed are coins and coins are nice. You know, I can't complain about that, but um, between packs and red picks, it's all a gamble and it's if you're willing to spend that time for that gamble or not. And I would just say, don't expect anything at this stage. And the amount of FIFA I've played, I go in expecting nothing. You, you can't expect something good. Um, the only thing you can expect is hopefully I got better as a player and hopefully the game's gonna come easier to me next weekend. That's about it.
0: Yeah, and obviously from I think from every single person we've spoken then obviously everyone's had a weekend off at some point. I think it has helped them. So obviously if you are experiencing some kind of burnout with weekend league, I don't think it hurts to have one weekend off. I mean, even Jose, who um I know has been hating the games, had one weekend off, packed an icon, and now he's getting getting ready to go back to uh being a God three warrior, but I think he's uh, he's looking forward to it, especially going into Tots. So again, with Tots as well, with these red picks will improve. So um, the guys like Jose, who, who um, pushed for that gold three at the end to get those two red picks, will have better luck in the uh, in the uh, I got too.
1: you. I got you, Mr. Bristow. I
0: uh, I'm, you. Not, I'm not going to make any promises <laughs> soon because I know I know it did come back to button in the ass. But we are going to move on to some listener questions now. We've got one here from Alejo. I want to ask Diego this one first. Do you believe it's true the myth that if you pack a play, it will play better for your club than if you buy buy it from the market? So do you, do you think do you think if you pack a player that they'll play better for you than if you were to buy that player off the market?
3: Hell no, no. I've never like no, like I I have some weird conspiracies with FIFA, but this one no, nah, I've never thought packing a player would play better for me than if i went to go on the market and buy him um i actually i haven't heard this one like i'm surprised i haven't at least heard it but uh listen i may believe some really weird wacky stuff on the game uh i this one though i i don't i think same thing man packed
0: on the market no difference man uh before we move on though what what are one of your weird kind of conspiracy theories within fifa uh,
3: one of the ones I, I literally thrive to tell everyone is if you start a new account late in the year, that luck for the first month or two, it may even be for the rest of the year is insane. It is insane. And I, and I've seen it with my viewers. They'll go and they'll be like, I'm tired of my account. I'm going to go make a new one. And we're opening party bags and I'm packing Yaziki's and Rafinha's left and right. And his new little account, I go and open it, and I get a Jamie Vardy. And and this kid's packed an Mbappe out of a 75+, uh, Sancho out of one of the party bags. He's the only person that I would tell, hey, man, you know what? You go ahead and you do the party bag every week because it's perfect for you. But everybody else, stay away from it. Don't touch it. I, I, I definitely thrive on the new account in the middle of the year. Uh, also, if you put the game down for a few weeks and you come back and start opening packs again, that luck's a little juice because they got to get you back in the game. They got to right bring you back in. Those are my two conspiracies that I will literally hold on to to this day. You can come into my chat and tell me that you made a new account. And I, I 100% will believe that the luck is better than anybody that's had an all year one account. That, that's Those are my two
0: for sure. I know Jose wants to come in here as well.
1: I was about to say I'll vouch for it immediately. I uh, started my streaming account in 2018 when I streamed for two days and immediately gave up. And then I came back to it and in my welcome back packs for FIFA 20 in like January or something like that, I packed Mbappe in FIFA 20. And then, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, cool, I'll take it. And I never touched the account again. And then when I started streaming, I made, I I went back to that Ultimate Team and that's the account that I've packed: Prime R9, Prime Pele, Moments R9, 99 KDB. You know, all these insane, insane God tier pulls. It's all been on that account, and even this year, it's continued onto this year. Um, however, it took about three or four months. Or actually, what am I saying? I'm, I'm a complete liar. I packed CR7, Neymar twice, Mbappe twice. And I think the the younger the account is, the more luck you're going to have. Before Preach. that account, the best thing I'd ever packed was a Neymar and FIFA 17 in like October after the game was after the next game was out. So Preaching, man. I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. Like uh, it's
3: it's there. It's there. Go look, go start a new account and go see how it is.
0: I genuinely might start a new account for uh, before tots and see how good it is. But Anto, have you got any kind of FIFA conspiracies that you believe in yourself? So I can
2: confirm what they're saying is 100% correct. Every time I've taken a break from FIFA and come back, the first pack I open is always just a juiced pack. Something crazy just always comes out after a break. I don't know why that is, but that is a conspiracy I can confirm is true. The other one that I personally believe in, uh, it's done me well the past two years now, two, three years, is if you equip the Footwiz kit, before you do a big pack opening, uh, you will have better pulls. I did this last year during tots crazy. I pulled human Sun tradable. I was the biggest tradable card of my life, sold it for 2.6 million. Um, it like, I haven't done it this year. Um, but past two years, it has done me wonders. And I got it from someone on Twitter. I just saw it randomly floating around. Some people were saying, yo, try it out, see if it works. And I was like, okay, you know, why not? I'd, I'd love some pack luck. I put the kit on and immediately everything, my whole world changed. I don't know what to say. So that is the one conspiracy I think is true. and It's real in my opinion.
3: Put it my, on TikTok and see how many people end up starting to do that. That's all I'm saying. Now with this year, go ahead and do that and you know see what, what
2: happens.
0: <laughs> Might have to. or you, can you can do it. Or <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you can do both. Start a new team right now. Equip the footwoods kit. Go into tots. Oh, you got to have a negative record too. Yeah, the worse record, the better. <laughs> is that why have you packed so many good players, Jose? I don't know,
2: man.
1: I packed enough players wow. to
0: beat you in every YouTube video I put out. Uh, apart from that finale. Um, <laughs> we are going to, we've got one here. No question here from Vignesh. His question is: What is the best pack pool you've ever got from any FIFA? Anto, I want to start with you first. What's the best pack pool you've ever had from any FIFA?
2: Yeah, so going back, like I just said, Team of the, team of the Season, Human Son last year, tradable as well. mil immediately sold it. Other than that, I had a Team of the Year Davies this year, which was incredible. Um, Last year, I also had Team of the Year Trent. And the year before that, I believe, was Team of the Year De Gea. I would say those are probably the biggest pulls that I've had in my FIFA history.
0: Jose, I know you've had some big ones yourself. What would you consider your biggest pull on FIFA? Uh, Ever, it would
1: have to be Moments R9. Um, Just a, a card that, unfortunately... 99.9% 99.9% of people will just not have the chance to use. Um, extremely lucky. Um, you could put, I, I would put my 96 team of the year Kimmich there just cause it's the only team of the year I've ever pulled in promo. Um, I packed team of the year Allison out of a 75 plus rare player pack during summer heat last year or after summer heat when everything was out. Uh, but I don't count that just cause it, it doesn't feel genuine. Um, and then I'll say for sentimental value moments, Deco that I just packed uh, my first icon in a non-icon pack just felt incredibly um, blessed to get him. It was quite the journey. Um, he lasted four games and I sold him.
0: So yeah. <laughs> and if the, uh, the amount of answers that Jose gave you there shows you how good his pack luck is, then I don't know what else will um diego what's been your best ever pack pull on any fifa uh
3: it, it's gotta be a three-way tie um so this year i think it was team of the year van dyke uh during the promo i got him out of a prem upgrade pack and i didn't do a lot of prem upgrade packs i got him out of the the the, the cheaper one the super common one where i think you only got one rare he came out of that um that was from recycling so if you're listening don't make sure you recycle your cards. All right. You want the best odds of packing things? Start recycling because recycling got me Van Dyke. And then I'd probably say my other best pull was last year. It was more of a kind of during FIFA 20. It was I, I called it out when Prem Team of the Season uh, happened uh, before that weekend league everything. I said I told my chat, listen, if I pack KDB or Virgil, the 299s, in any type of pack this upcoming week, I'll shave my head. And in the very last pack in the Elite Team of the Week pack, KDB came walking out, and I and, and and it was over from there. I was like, oh god. And then all the vods started getting pulled up, and and I couldn't escape it. But it ended up being a lot of fun, all near the one year and all that. So or not the one year, the one K around there on Twitch. So we kind of all just used it as a big celebration. Um, and then the final one, this one's just weird. Uh, during FIFA 20 at the end of the year, I always end up throwing all my coins into the repeatable icon SBC at the end of the year, which was the moments one. And I, I told my chat at the end of the year, we're just going to use full moments teams and just like go out that way. And I, on my account, I packed back-to-back moment holits from the repeatable, uh, SBC. And I, that, that was actually insane that, that I was just like, cause it was, it was August, so I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But this is weird. Like, how did this happen? But I, I there's no way I can just let that slide. Yeah, just literally two straight back-to-back moments. Bullets.
0: We've got another one here from Lad Run Lad. The, uh, the first part of the question is when he, when he get him Lad Run Lad on. And, uh, Ryan, if you listen, man, hopefully very soon. But the main question here is, Who's your favorite looking Prime Icon Moments card? And to want to start with you first, who's your favorite Prime Icon Moments card or looking?
2: So I mean, the obvious choice is obviously Pele, R nine cards like that. But for me personally, if we're talking realistic moment cards that kind of attainable, Desai I think looks amazing. Uh, my dream card to have in my squad would be Maldini Moments. I've never played it in game, never seen it once, but the card looks fantastic, and I always say good center backs are going to want that's going to take you to the next level you can get by using good strikers like decent strikers but having a top top center back just makes the biggest difference so for me it'd be someone like desai moments maldini moments or even a good midfielder like uh, mateus or essien or someone like that
0: and obviously the uh the famous i think the famous american saying is the uh, wins championship so you're you pretty right go. there. <laughs> Jose going to you next. What is your kind of what is a moment's card that you're looking to kind of get into your team potentially at some point?
1: Kaká is one of my favorite players of all time. I've yet to pack him. Uh Ronaldinho is one of my favorite players of all time. I've yet to pack him. Cruyff is one of my favorite players. Yet to pack him. Um but I I feel like with moments cards it- it's hard for them to really be absolutely awful unless you're talking about players that just do not fit the meta in any way, like your Vieris or Inzaghi, something like that. So I'm looking at a card like a Javi, who may not be the fastest, but it's just absolutely silky in every way in the midfield. Um, George Best, I had never used until I packed him. Um, and he's absolutely incredible. Um, So I'd love to see him as more of a quote-unquote overpowered card. But then, like, a David Beckham at right mid just seems like a really fun card to use. Um, And the last one that I'll shout out is probably Moments Lom. Just another another fun card. Like, how often do you see fullback moments that are actually, like, really good and it's such an iconic player that, like, played recently? It, It just seems like a really fun card that i could put at striker if i pleased and would still do a job so that'd be fun uh,
0: i mean that pretty shows that uh, why you only get to go and weekly diego still what- be to- <laughs> <laughs> diego what are some uh, moments cards that you like to look at right now
3: um like the main thing here is attainability uh, a lot of these moments are so expensive but i do think their prices a lot of them have actually gone down recently with everything. And I think once we start to give more SPCs and team of the season, they'll continue to drop. So the attainability is there. So honestly, like some icons that I could pick out, uh, that I really want to try is, uh, Samuel Eto. I mean, he just hit three mil. Finally. Uh, he's really good in this game from everything that I've heard. I'm yet to use a version of him. He's one of my favorite players of all time played for my beautiful Barcelona. So I need to find a way to get him into my team, but I think him, and then I also think Moments Vieira would be sick. I use Prime Vieira in FIFA 19. I know how annoying that card is. Um, i never gotten to use the Moments, but I believe he would be insane in the midfield. And then other than that, uh, Maldini's Moments, I got to use in 19. I'd love to get to use him again. And finally, the new guy, Eric Cantona. I mean, he, he looks really good, but I don't see him used a lot. So that's definitely a card I would like to try myself and, and see – what it's about because it looks genuinely amazing. I just don't see him play it a lot. But th- those are kind of the cards that stick out to me from the uh, moments.
0: Yeah, I think obviously Canton has got great dynamic image too, and obviously with the five star skill moves. I think he's around I think I know he's pretty expensive right now. Hopefully he goes down, obviously going into Tots, but no, he's definitely a card that I think a lot of guys would love to get into their team. we got one more another well, sorry, two more questions here. One from Hadfield it says, When buying players for your team, do you personally care if they've if if they're clean cards, i.e. zero games played? Uh, Jose, I want to start with you first here. Are you picky when buying players or not? So this is the first year that I've gone
1: intentionally first owner with my uh, team. However, when I got into FIFA Ultimate Team, it was by watching, uh, for the most part, Nick 2018, who uh, pretty much every other year has done a first owner road to glory. Or, you know, he he places a big emphasis on, Um, how, quote-unquote, clean a card is. So I I kind of inherited that belief from watching his streams. And, uh, yeah, I I like the concept of having a clean card. However, I only view a card as, you know, that clean as having that extra value if it's first-owned. So that's kind of where I developed my knack for having those first-owned players. But if I'm buying someone off the market, just give me the cheapest price. Let me save my coins. You know, I don't care if it's 20 owners, personally.
0: Anto, are you uh, along, the, along the same lines
2: here? Same exact way. Um, looking at the market, I, I'm i not going to pay extra money for a fresh card. I'm going to be the guy, you know, trying to snipe the lowest one possible regardless of how many owners. So, um, yeah, it's just something I'm not going to spend extra money on.
0: That's just me. And Diego, are you uh, the same way?
2: Yeah,
3: I I don't think this is really a big thing. I mean, I don't have an influx of coins. coins, you know, for days. So... Give me the cheapest one, but I would say I love playing with first owner players. I think it looks so cool seeing first owned, but buying them, is, I could care less if 20 or 50 people have owned the card, but definitely I would prefer a first owned packed or untradable, but I won't be like, oh, I got to go buy this one for 20K more expensive. He doesn't have a game played on him. Nah, it's not for me. It doesn't matter.
0: It's an interesting one, too, because I obviously know that fresh cards do go a lot, go for a lot more on the market as well. Obviously, you look at certain icons, if you do pack them and obviously list them up on the market, you can you can afford to list them up for, I mean, I'm not sure how much right now, depending on the icon, but you can obviously make a lot of coins if they are a fresh icon, too. So there must be, I wouldn't say huge part of the community, but obviously there must be a, a decent amount who obviously look for these kind of fresh cards. And obviously, I think the main ones really are icons. We are going to go on to the last question here from Viv's FIFA. Question is, Favorite promo slash card type of the year and why? Diego, I want to go over you first. What's been your kind of favorite card type of the year?
3: Uh, I think it has to be Foot Birthday. Uh, just the idea that these cards are going to, some of these cards are going to be more usable than their team of the seasons. And I think that just shows how great they are. Uh, more specifically for me, I, I think I can just go and say my two favorite cards I've used this year are from the foot birthday promo. Uh, yeah, two. And they're both Renato and Arturo Vidal. Just completely different players because of their added weak foot slash skills with the upgrades that I don't think you're going to see in the team of the season unless they completely change it up and start adding skill moves and weak foots. Definitely the foot birthday. But I love the idea of what if. So I, I thought what if's idea was really, really cool with the plus two and having to watch those games live. So I love those ideas. And I thought What If was amazing this year in terms of getting you engaged to these cards. But for me personally and what I have used, it was a Foot Birthday and Renato
0: and Vidal, Just insane. Anto, good to you next year. What's been your favorite card type of the year?
2: Um, personally, I'm pretty much the same as Diego. I think from a competitive standpoint, Foot Birthday cards were the most fun and obviously the best cards as of right now besides Team of the Year. But if I had to go with a favorite card type, I'm going with What If. Because that kind of gave me an emotional attachment to the cards that other promos couldn't do for me. It had me looking up scores of random teams I've never heard of sometimes or looking at schedules to see if these like if their team could win or not. So just being able to pull me outside of FIFA and actually make me watch games, look at statistics and uh, just give me that attachment to the card itself like that. I thought it was really unique. And so I personally thought what if was probably the coolest
0: promo so far. Yeah, definitely. I think I can grieve there that too. I think obviously Foot Birthday and What If both, obviously I think more from a competitive standpoint is that Foot Birthday allows there to be kind of cards that are more usable. Obviously they add a weak foot and skew moves, but obviously the What If ones, very similar to showdown cards that were obviously been very, very popular this year. And Jose, finish off for you here. What's been your favorite card type of the year? Uh,
1: for me, the favorite card type, it, it's it's got to be Future Stars for me. Um, the way that everybody previously said that they develop an attachment with the What If... I feel that for the future source players, because I I like the real life application of someone, you know, just getting started with their career and the potential that they have. And I find that really interesting. Um, Historically, I, I, the first SBC card I ever did was flashback uh, David Luiz in FIFA 19. And I thought the card just looked absolutely sick. It was the only one, only SBC ever found worth doing until FIFA 20. Um, So that'll always have a soft spot in my heart, but I, don't like how they've done flashback this year and an honorable mention, um, a, a card type that often goes forgotten is a record breaker. Um, I, I think in FIFA 15, almost all the content I watched for weeks, when I was getting into FIFA was like record breaker Ronaldo or record breaker Closa. um, back when those cards came out and it felt like such a cool thing to see. I wish they just randomly released another rule breaker card or two like they do with the man of the match cards i think it's such a cool concept that just is really underutilized
0: yeah, and obviously they did go ahead and release the obviously the record breakers with black friday but there's obviously been only a handful of those players released throughout the year and obviously i don't think going back to previous years they've been a card that's been kind of i think there's been a been a lot more in previous years but obviously it's a it's a special card and it's obviously one of very few that do release throughout the year so we're going to wrap things up here. going to th- go through all our three guests and where you can find them. Diego, we'll start for you first. Where can people find you?
3: Uh, you guys can find me on Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at simply DGR. Uh, and on Twitter at Diego underscore Reza 05. Um, more specifically, we usually stream Wednesday through Sunday. That's the main platform, but uh, I'm graduating here in the next month from uh, university. So I've had to move around the schedule and uh, I've got family coming in and stuff. So definitely uh, Twitter is the best place to keep up with my stream schedule just to make sure when things change. But usually Wednesday through Sunday around 4 to 5 p.m. Central, we kind of just go for it could be anywhere from three to six hours. Usually it's just it depends what kind of day EA wants to give us and how we're feeling on the game. But yeah, that's where you
2: can find me.
0: Sounds good. And to where can people find you? Yes. So uh... On
2: Twitch, as well as Twitter, you can find me at ThatBoyAnto. Uh, TikTok as well. I always stream Thursday through Sundays at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So more of a nighttime streamer. You'll find me the wee hours of the night. It's dark, you know. Just want to get cozy. Watch me play some champs. Um, You know, I'll be there. So catch me if you guys want.
0: Um, I gladly welcome in new people. And Jose, where can people find you? Uh,
1: You can always find me in Mr. Bristow's Head Rent Free. Uh, you can also find me, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Jose and chill. Um, I stream Wednesdays through Sundays, 7.30 PM Eastern time, 12.30 AM UK um, new video. If you don't mind, Mr. Bristow, I had on YouTube featuring you. Um, everybody said it was a wonderful uh, clash between the two of us. And I think it's kind of extended onto this podcast. So, uh, i think everybody should give it a watch
0: that sounds good and i can definitely agree with that a great video to obviously be a part of part of um and i'll see a great ending to that video i don't want to spoil, <laughs> spoil it there but thank you very much guys if you've made it this far thank you very much for listening also if you've enjoyed this pod make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on twitter at for FootSake pod for all things fifa related and updates on future podcasts new episodes release weekly every wednesday so make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes